Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to Last Minute Continues Game of the Year Awards. And once again, I'm joined by Judge Turbo. <laughs> uh, you caught me off guard. I was about to uh, make a uh, Judge, Dref- uh, Judge Dredd reference, but then I've completely blanked on that. So <laughs> thanks for uh, doing that. Uh, bloody heck. So you are the law then. <laughs> I'm love. There we go. There we no, go. No, don't reference that one. <laughs> he, he knew you'd say that. <laughs> we have jury Shadow Fox. Guilty. All of you are guilty of sin. And then I am your executioner, Earthheart. And uh, yes, as we usually do once a year, uh, we have gathered here to render our judgment on the best games of this year. Um, although. It's the second time we've done this this year, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah. this one's a more isolated to this year. This year that we've uh, played at least again. Yes, and oh boy, has it been a year. Uh, I mean, uh, I think we can agree there's been a lot of good games this year. I can certainly say that. I feel like it was top and tailed a lot, beginning of the year, end of year for me. The middle was a bit more sparse. For me, it was slightly. Di- it was definitely different because I've played more new releases for this calendar year, for the twelve-month calendar year that we go by, uh, than I have in prior editions of the Game, uh, Game of the Year podcast that we do here for LMC and for Radio Sega. Hello, everyone listening on Radio Sega. Um, it's definitely a lot more than I expected. I just went back through it. I was just going through my list and it's like, okay, I got my top five here. What else did I? Oh, wait, I played. Oh, 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 my goodness gracious. I played a lot this year. You go scrolling through the list of games. And game here's the thing. It's just like, it's, they're all good. They're like, like the majority of them were all good. Um, yeah. Tiles, so it was really difficult for me to narrow it down to five after I was looking at all of them and it's like, oh man. <laughs> so, expect a lengthy honorable mentions list. I will try to be fast as possible when it comes to that. <laughs> but yes, as, as much as a good game it has, as much as a good year it has been for games, there has also been somewhat of tragedy with a lot of games industry people sadly losing positions and. Uh, some high-profile cancellations as well, and delays. Um, Yes, good year for games, bad year for... Well, certainly people within the companies. I'm sure the companies are still... Yeah. These people in charge are still having a laugh. So, uh, yeah, do do support the game companies you believe in. Make sure they can keep their employees, their 
you know, employees employed is probably the best advice we can say. But uh, yes, um, there's certainly been a lot of this yet. To be fair, with for me, like there's a lot of games that I just not have not gotten around to getting to this year. There's been like some big games I want to get to. I just haven't. So. Yeah, I guess we can get it started. Normal rules apply for us. Uh, games released between roughly December roughly of last December year. December to November. Yeah, yeah we, there's a bit of leeway. We allow some of November because although we record this you know, quite early in December, you can't always get to games released on the 30th of November. Maybe anything that released probably a week prior to our last recording till now is fair game. Is, a, is fair game. And um, I'm not allowed, well, as the only one here that works on video games at the moment, uh, I also don't include any video games that I've worked on, because... You say at the moment, you expect any of us to just jump into a <laughs> studio any day? You, you never know. If I win Can... the lottery and hire you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have decided order this year, so um, we shall begin. Shadowfox, would you like to take over? Yes, an alphabetical according to our Discord la- rankings at the moment. But yes, uh, number five for me was a game that I, I will admit I had higher hopes for, especially as a game that is very, or a series that is very familiar on uh, LMC. It's a game that also did just have an update, though. I think literally, possibly yesterday, as of recording, um, that brought it back in line to probably the release it should have had and that game is payday three crime 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 yeah yes we love we love our we love our crime over here but yeah uh, obviously payday 2 was being updated right up until I'd probably say like the month and before Payday 3, it's at least still, with the it's last It's still game. getting hot fixes. It's still getting fit, yeah, it's still getting, which, good. No, <laughs> and, and no game should reach end of life without at least tweaks coming on if they find problems. Especially if there's still events going on for it. Uh, but yes, Payday, Payday 3, it's uh, a little bit more grounded than the Nephilim inspired lore of the Payday 2 game but obviously you've had a slight problem you've lost all your money, all this stuff's happened and you've got to turn back to crime in order to work your way up again with now, with a digital twist in that we're now putting everything into crypto the most secure of all I was going to say that, ge- that, that plot line has aged like sour milk well, well honest, honest. the one the one that's not soured quite as much as all half your gadgets and are based on your phone, which probably is true now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if we're talking about criminals getting into crypto, that sounds pretty <laughs> apt, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the gameplay is actually quite different. It's not. It's still got a hint of arcade. Like I, I would consider, you know, like Payday. One was a more grounded one. Payday 2 was a much more arcadey kind of shooter running around, you know, dual-wielding everything. This one you've got... The movement is a little bit slower, a little bit more thoughtful. There's less enemies, they're stronger, you're weaker. See, it plays more into the tactical effect of it. All the 
like you've got less gadgets. I say, yes, like you know, any game that releases after having one coming out from a sequel, you've got to kind of dial it back. You can't have everything in, so you haven't got all these crazy perk decks and stuff. But the tree system works differently now. You, you can like you got three buffs, so you got your rush, your grip, your edge for speed, damage, and tank boosting. Uh, you got your unlockable weapons, which <laughs> people found some hilarious ways or easy ways to uh, level up using what's been colloquially nicknamed the sperm bank heist. Or the 99 boxes one, as it were. Oh, right, yeah. No, I, I knew it was the 99 boxes. I hadn't heard of the other yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> mainly just because of the uh, required refrigeration of the boxes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, there's a. Um, there's still some balance to be done, but it's. Like, the game itself, when it released, it had a absolutely solid base. The, like, the gunplay felt good. All the enemies were tactical. You know, you got specific. Like, it's not just, you know, aim for the head. Certain enemies have other weak spots. Like, tasers have little um, electrified packs. Grenade grenadiers have grenade belts you can shoot to help change the battlefield. The cloakers are still a pain in the ass, flying over and <laughs> knocking you down. Yeah, the game did start a bit rocky though with its uh, connection issues. It did, yes. Like, no, I'll be surprised anymore with an always yeah, online actually, game. No, not, not, not with Overkill. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they did, they did all the testing, but obviously it still wasn't enough. But yeah, they've gotten it back to a point where it's. Like I say, it's now, I would say, at game release, because they released two classic heists now. And they've mentioned that, hey, if people who, in any future DLCs, when people buy DLCs, friends can join in for free, similar to Payday 2, so good sense of community there. You could just jump into any heist, even if you don't own it, as long as the man in charge does, or the person in charge. But yeah, being able to get that sort of stealth gameplay back that I've been missing a little bit in certain things. Crawling around, alerting guards with like throwing knives, sticking motion sensors on them to track them. It's, it's bringing back a lot of like closer to, it's between the original Payday the Heist and Payday 2 vibes. Yeah, I would absolutely say Great game. Definitely worth the number five at least. Yeah, I this didn't make my top five. I've played it, it, it I've enjoyed playing it with you guys. Um and it, they're certainly fun to be had. I, I I don't know, I feel it, it's hard because I never played Payday 2 at launch, so I don't know how little content there was there, but it does feel like there's a little bit limitation on the amount of content there was at launch. But that will obviously get better over time. Well, it's now number five, Turbo. How about you? I was going to say, you know, I was going to segue, well, into the term of group games. You know, Ooh. this game could class as a group game. You know, it's like it's, it boasts a lot of, uh, you know, heavy marketing on its multiplayer and stuff like that, both uh, couch co-op and uh, online and whatnot. Um, but yet, it's 
it was a disappointment to a lot of people. I did have a little bit of disappointment of it at the end. But I'm having it at number five because it's a landmark uh, achievement in my journey of having 100 Platinums on the PlayStation brand. <laughs> and that is with Sonic Superstars. Now this game, it is not a fantastic game. It's like, it's no great successor to uh, like Sonic Mania. And it wasn't aiming to be. It was obviously a student, it was a project that was in collaboration with uh, RZS, which is the studio that uh, um, uh, Naoto Oshima heads um, for, um, you know, with that. And it was, it was him and Takashi Yuzuka having conversations of saying, hey, would you, ha would you have enough free time to kind of like collaborate with us to make a new Sonic game? Okay, okay, let's go. Let's do this. And in a good aspect of the game, they did a good they did a good job. It was just the end game stuff that they needed to work yeah. on a little bit. <laughs> I definitely have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. It's just like the the majority of the game is fine. Like I had a fun I had a fun time going through the levels, collecting the emeralds. Uh, doing that and next thing and whatnot, that's all fine. It was the end game stuff. Uh, specifically, um, the end game for... Now, spoilers for people who haven't played it, okay? But, the main game isn't the... Uh, the end of the main game is not the end. There's additional stuff afterwards. Um, where there's another run-through the main, all the levels again as as another character solely as another character and then there's even an end of end a final final story final, um, final chapter slash boss yeah as I is expected. got kind of got a tradition with the 3d games more than the 2d ones yeah which is uh, it is a, i mean granted it hasn't been the first time that was the case because you had the advanced trilogy that's true. That, that had that kind of like mentality of bringing what was uh, becoming popular in the 3D games from Adventure onward into uh, the 2D space. But um, for this one to be, you know, obviously regarded as a classic Sonic game, it's new to that, uh, technically. Uh, but um, yeah, those last bits. They are the hardest things in the game. But other than that, I did find some enjoyment out of it. It's just, it's not as enjoyable as how, how I put Sonic Frontiers uh, last year uh, up in that. And even then, <laughs> with recent updates and whatnot, <laughs> that's not... If I, if I was going over that game again this year... It would be in this five, number five spot because of its co extra content now. Um, but uh, nevertheless, I still find enjoyment out of the game. I liked what they did with, uh, you know, the emeralds, emerald powers and whatnot. Granted, I forgot about them. Uh, I forgot about the individual powers at, at certain points. But when you can, you, when you do remember them and you utilize them in gameplay, they could be really good. They can really go for, uh, help you out in bosses and whatnot. Uh, 
and progressing through uh, through levels instead of just like going through it vanilla as such. It definitely helps when it reminds you of what powers you can use. So stuff like when you're up against a waterfall, it reminds you, hey, you have the waterfall power up. Do you want to use it? Yeah, exactly. So it gives you that uh, option of exploration, which really, in all honesty, like many people keep forgetting that Sonic's not always about speed or speeding through the level as fast as you can. There is a bit of expo exploration to it, especially if you're find if you're going to be trying trying to find uh, the emeralds and whatnot. So, all the gold enemies. Yes, the gold enemy. I Which... mean, granted, that's again. I found that to be a bit annoying, and of course that was especially annoying with the end game one. Well, the, the uh, reason it was annoying is because you can't die after beating the enemy. Yeah, but uh, granted, there's been many a game, uh, or many a Sonic game that has had that um, aspect uh, of you have to get this item or do this objective and then complete the game uh, without dying. And Yeah, but on the last level I feel it's a bit bullshit <laughs> it is it is i will agree to that that is, Especially, it is and, you know this is not to belittle your choice or anything the amount of times i lost that because not because i did something wrong but because of something like glitching through the floor mm. which is just annoying yeah no i i understand there, there was definitely um several issues that the game has had and whatnot but of course in recent obviously like in Prior games, there has been um, updates to try to rec uh, rectify those issues and stuff like that. Uh, whether or not they've been helpful, it's up to it, uh, it's you know up, up for debate. I didn't really come across many glitches on my runs. Uh, it was more of a case of dealing with the challenge of the end end game stuff that was the issue, like. Uh, or specifically doing that, um, like the goal, uh, defeating the gold enemy in the last level, uh, and you have to also beat the final boss uh, for that to, uh, and all do it in one life. And of course, yeah. you know, there's a, a number of moments where you could die, um, you know, by falling down in the pit and stuff like that. Um, but other than that. I still found enjoyment out of the game, and it was a landmark kind of like game for for me this year because I wanted to make Sonic Superstars my 100th platinum on the PlayStation brand, um, and effectively uh, that Sonic game, uh, the the only Sonic games I've never platinumed on the PlayStation brand across all generations has been um, Sonic Unleashed. Sonic, uh, uh, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing Transformed. Yeah, fair enough on that one. Because <laughs> um, I already did the 1,000 1, game score on Xbox, and that was enough for me. And I think there was one other title I can't remember. Um, for uh, Sonic, it might have been on play. It might have been on PSP or something like that. I can't mind. Uh, well, actually, not PSP, but. Um, Vita. Uh, place of Vita, yeah, because yeah, yeah. But other than that, I always aim to try to get as many of the platinums from uh, the Sonic games in re in like the last five or so years because I've been very 
prominent on the PlayStation brand from 4 onwards. So, and I really wanted to make Sonic Superstars that milestone, kind of like a achievement in that. And yeah, that's why I have it at number 5. It could have been replaced by many other games in my honorable mentions. And many of you might actually, many of you listening right now will probably be like, Oh my god, why didn't you just replace Sonic Superstars with any of these games? And I will totally understand. But really, in all honesty, this is my list. And personally, Sonic Superstars is more uh, connected to me than any of the other games that were in the honorable mentions. So. That's fair. This one didn't make my top five. Um, I agree, there's there's definitely a lot to enjoy in this game. I think I have a little more qualms about it from a design perspective, like, for instance, this game is, you know, bigged up to be this, hey, play it with your friends, and then there's, like, specific levels for specific characters that can only be, only be played in single player, and the second run through of the game is only single player, which I feel like defeats the point of view advertising as a four-player co-op game, but... Eh, that's, that's, I say nitpicks, but probably more just me being me, <laughs> to be honest. No, I, I totally agree. Like, um, I think they could have uh, made that better if, if you had a, um, you know, a multiplayer mode for that second run um, thing rather than just locking it to single player that it would, you know, uh, be you know, make it obvious, uh, like make the branding or like make the advertising uh, correct. Well, not so. Yeah. Oh no, they're <laughs> they're they're misguiding us with false advertising. Shame on you. No, but it's just like they they were focusing on the main story uh, uh, being the key part of it because it is the key part. That is the that's the first thing that you play. Uh, in the game, and that has all the main features, and it'll have the replayability and whatnot. But other than that, yeah, I can understand. I can understand how um, uh, the how certain design choices for the game would have, you know, kind of like gone. Oh, why couldn't they done this better, or why couldn't they change this a bit? And you know, this might be playing the entire game solo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, granted, I always play, but I am more of a solo player than I am a multiplayer guy. So, really, this was all fine for me. Yeah, so. And I've seen many people playing at multiplayer and having having such weird times with <laughs> with the game. But of course, me, being the solo guy, <laughs> you know, I don't experience all that, because I'm a loner. <laughs> but yeah, Sonic Superstars, that's my number five. Earth, what is your number five? My number five is a really niche game that I don't think either of you guys will have played any of the series. Despite the fact that there are... This is the seventh mainline entry in the series. If you don't count the one mainline entry that was a direct sequel to one of the other main games in the series. Anyway. Um, so, this is Disgaea 7 Vows of the Virtueless. Uh, if you don't you know what Disgaea is, hmm? 
Yes, I can't say I've played that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know of the series because you've talked about it before. Yeah, and I you've only just knew about the seventh entry being released because I saw it in my workplace just <laughs> the other week. Wait, <laughs> you, been... they've got physical copies in your workplace? Oh, yeah. Number seven. Oh. I did not think... Like, on PS5. Oh, yeah, no. I didn't think they sold it in stores. I thought they only sold it through the um, their own developers. Oh, no, no, I have seen a lot of things. No, it's, yeah. uh, it, 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 like, with, with my new place of work, it's a, it's uh, a second hand. Yeah. Well, to be so. fair, I bought it on PC. There is definitely no <laughs> physical version. Oh, oh yeah, PC. if it's PC, yeah, I no, no um, physical version of that. But yeah, so if you don't know what Disguise Seven is, it's a strategic RPG series, aka turn-based combat, but it's on a grid. So actually, the position of your units is important. Now, the previous game in the series, Disguise Six, which I have not played, um, because it did not review very well, and I trusted the reviews from various Disgaea content creators that I followed who basically went this is not very good. Now admittedly Disgaea 6 was their transformation from 2D to 3D graphics or at least character models. Um, prior to that Disgaea 5 and before it all been sprite based. Um, thankfully this one's gone back up to form um, and a lot of the complaints that I saw for Disgaea 6 have definitely been fixed for Disgaea 7. Um, there are two major gimmicks they introduce in this one. Uh, Jumbification, which works for any of your units, which after you've taken enough damage, etc, etc, you can jumbify one of your units, which will um, affect the stats of some of your units based on whatever character you jumbify. And then the massive character gets put to the side of the screen and can either punch a giant area of the map or can fight other kaiju characters that have uh, grown in size from the opposite team and all of the jumpification stuff comes with like um, like cuts mini cutscenes that are like oh my god look Godzilla is rising or mad scientist creates massive creature kind of thing um, so that's fun uh, the second gimmick is something called hell mode which is very reminiscent of uh, Disguise 5's revenge system but it only works for unique characters, so characters that are not generic units, they are like main characters, etc, etc. Um, those can be insanely powerful, but again, it just means that you're only using main units, which not always a great thing. Um, my biggest criticism of the game is this is actually one of the weakest stories, I think. It's all going to be subjective. Um, the base story about this is that um, the two main characters are a cat girl called Perilica, who is a rich otaku, otaku fan who has this idealized, idealized version of the Neverworld, which is based on feudal Japan and the samurai era. And you know, Blees is like, ah, yes, samurai are honorable Bushido men. And then your second main character is a guy called Fuji, who is a corrupt samurai who will do anything for money and has an allergy to um, affection and sincerity. To which point, if that happens around him, he starts coughing up blood. <laughs> it's this guy. The plots are usually yeah. a bit nonsensical, but... Sounds a bit crazy. Yeah, my biggest criticism with this one is that the characters aren't particularly likeable, and there's no real progression of their story arc. Um, other games have done a better job of, like, 
hey, you have a character and they have some kind of progressive arc. The Sky 5 actually did it quite well in which the main, like, the main, main character you play as has this progressive arc, but it's before the game even began. And actually you're unlocking it through interacting with other characters. And it's a really interesting way of doing it. Um, but, you know, the gameplay is solid. They've changed a few things. Um, the item world has been reduced in size, which is kind of good, kind of bad. Um, it means grinding through it is a lot quicker, which is nice. Um, but it obviously means the difficulty spikes up quite quickly in them, which, yeah, depending on how well you know how to manipulate the game can be bad. Uh, there's a few new classes. There is finally a reintroduction of the male thief which uh, hasn't been seen since the very first game because the female thief's design is much, much better. Um, and they've just copied the female thief for the male thief. So I was going to say, it's like, it's not much better, it's much popular. No, I would say, because the original um, one was very much just, it was, it was called a scout, so it was just a lightly clothed human. Yeah, but as in... As is the case with anime and whatnot, it's like it it was got it got more praise from the community than it would if it was a male. But I don't I don't think so. That's the case with the thief because the thief is very cleverly designed. It's not very fan servicey. Uh, um, so like to give you see an that, idea. that that's just my mindset when it comes to anime kind of like yeah no, that, that, I, I understand that because a lot of classes do do that. Do, the the big thing is, and it was one of the complaints with Disguise Six. Um, but generally through the series you've always had an option of a male and a female version of a unit and the only difference being they'll specialise in something slightly different. So the warrior classes, the male warrior is has better attack stats and is better with axes which are high risk weapons whereas the female warriors who are called Valkyries uh, have better defence and work better with spears so they're more slightly more focused on defense but they're both your main attack units is the thing um the thief has never had that um because there's only really been one um but the reason her design she's basically a cat burglar with like goggles that make her eyes look like cat eyes but then when she takes the goggles off she just has cat, cat eyes underneath anyway <laughs> so it's a nice like little twist um but yeah they've introduced the male thief um, there's a couple of other new classes. They've introduced the, uh, you know, the jumping zombies um, that you get in that, that mythology. In Chinese and, mythology. Oh, is it Chinese mythology? Yes. Yeah, I believe I believe the, 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 the talisman on the face and yes. hopping around. Oh, yeah, those ones. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Chinese zombies. Uh, fair, fair enough. Um, and also they introduced a new um, kind of like support unit, which is like a... Um, a Japanese traditional dancer, basically. Um, so they're, they're all fun. Um, my only other, the only other real criticism is the DLC is kind is not required to beat the end games. Like the, I've not beaten far end game stuff, but the DLC is kind of required to get there in any kind of normal sense of time, because some of the abilities you get from those characters are pretty essential for speed grinding I've really enjoyed this I've spent quite a bit of time on it and I've completed the main story I've done a fair bit into post game I've unlocked the land of carnage which is kind of the 
post-game world which makes all of the levels really difficult but is there for purposely for you know extra challenge i've not beaten the secret final boss um, because i've yet to figure out how to get past his starting gimmick which is every unit you put on the map gets instantly killed yeah. That's a bit unfair. It seems a bit overpowered. It, it, the thing is, he's meant to be unfair. It's meant to be like this stupidly hard final boss, which is just like, okay, if you can beat this, you can do anything else in the game. So I, I don't hold up to it too much. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did buy the version with all the DLC, partially because I wanted one of the unlockable characters, just because it's my favorite character in the series. Um, but also, I quite like a lot of the other characters. Um, I still think I prefer Disgaea 5. I definitely still prefer the sprite art style. I'm not a massive fan of the 3D models. Um, but it's a company that they're only just starting to use them, so give them a little bit of leeway. And as I said, the previous problems with Disgaea 6 was they cut the roster of characters dramatically to account for the fact they were having to make new 3D models for everything. But it meant that you only got one gender of every class and massively reduced what they could do so it's good to see them go back to having a big selection um but yeah i thoroughly enjoyed disguise 7 would i recommend it as your first disguise it's actually not bad i think it does a very good job of slowly introducing the elements and tutorializing them quite well so actually as a first disguise maybe this is a good one but um, if you are a fan of the Disguise series, I think this is a good return to form. Is it the best? Well, that depends on your thoughts, because I think 5 is the best, but most people swear by the first two games. <laughs> so, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, Disguise 7, Vows of the Virtuous is my number 5. Shadowvox, I think it's back to you. Yeah, which means we knocked down a number from five to four. So, when it comes to four, it was pretty much a toss-up between two remakes this year. And I'm kind of following your rule of only having one remake. I mean, you do know that rule only applies to me. You guys can do whatever you want. I know, but it feels more appropriate. Plus, also... Why should we romanticise the past too much when there are... That, that's kind of my main reason, yeah. And also, I'll be honest, if I hadn't have done that, um, my 5 and 4 would have both been kicked off the list for other remakes. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... The game I chose of the remakes, I... It was a big toss-up. The... Because it's a situation where the other one, I think, might be the... Is the superior remake. But this one is my... I'd say my more favourite game slash games if that gives it away a little bit possibly possibly I got a good idea of what it could be yes well if I were to say snake 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 metal gear it would probably give it away a little bit more but yes I the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection makes it onto this list this year over the other remake which I'll get to in the honourable mentions Hang still on very much... Hang what? on 
you're putting a collection of older games that are not really remastered, they're ports. So, technically, yes. Technically, but they're ports I have, of remasters. They're ports. <laughs> yeah, because Te we had a remaster collection with 2, 3, and uh, the HD. Peace Walker HD collection. But that also had Peace Walker. This one doesn't. <laughs> which, uh, makes it, which makes it actually... Semantics. Semantics. Yeah, no. But, again, it, this is something I touched on when I was doing the stream of it. Oh, Christ, if, it, if we were going to be like this, I would have put in Sonic Origins Plus on here. But... <laughs> I, I mean, I would have let you put Sonic Origins Plus on this if you, you wanted. But no, I have standards. <laughs> no. Well, my standards were raised by the modding community. Okay, go on. So here's the thing. It, I'm very specifically going to put the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection in brackets PC edition. There. Okay, very yeah, these games have been available on PC before, kind of. They've been so, so one and two have been on good old games. The yes, old GOG. not very working very well, I believe. No, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is the first. I mean, this is the first time a lot of people will be able to access many of the uh, quite a few of these games. Three, especially, because I don't think that was on good old games. No, three's never had a PC port. Yeah, three's never had a PC port. So, and uh, there is absolutely the issue of if you're on console, you're basically playing console versions of the game at an inferior standard to the originals, more or less. I mean, granted, that's been the curse for a number of years. Yeah. Um, for let's, all that. Let's, yeah, let's just say uh, Game Archival still has a lot to be desired. Certainly from some companies. Yes. Which is, again, the reason why I'm super happy this exists, because uh, when you think of Konami... And what they... Uh, they went through a, a period of about half a decade of some questionable practices of theoretically leaving the games market entirely and just holding on to all these IPs, which thankfully they didn't. They have actually... I mean, was it Dead by Daylight? Managed to acquire um, Pyramid Head. Of course, he's more of an icon than anything... I was gonna say those those kind of like collaborations is not really what people were hoping for. They were hoping no, for it's not... like new actual games. What they have been doing, obviously, with their properties, is that they have been re-releasing a lot of their like um, games that were locked onto certain consoles. Like for example, the Castlevania Advance trilogy. Or yeah, Advanced I was, was going to mention that. And uh, I mean, there's still a couple of Castlevania games I'd like them to port over. Uh, the DS ones, very specifically. Yeah. But hopefully with the success... Because that release came from the success of the previous collection that they did, which was all the classic ones. Yeah. Of like 1, 2, and 3, and uh, some. Uh, I think there was another one in there. Like some of the Game Boy games as well. Uh, so, yeah. They, they've been more... Re like trying to update a lot of their games for modern consoles and modern technology, yeah, like modern kind of like setups. Yes. Recently. So yeah, that's what their that's what their plan has been for at least the last five years or so. Yeah, and this is again more of the reason why it's on here as well. Is it? 
it's, it's the ability to show that, hey, if people buy this, maybe Konami and other companies will see, hey, maybe we don't just sit on these IPs. Maybe we don't just let them collect the dust. And if you release them on PC, you will see that there is a modding community out there who, provided you guys do the bare minimum, will make it something <laughs> worth picking up. Yeah, I'm not sure that's something we should be praising them for. Not praising them for, no, but it's uh, at least... It's a step in the right direction, at least. I've been playing... I've been playing the uh, with the HD mod for 3 and 2. So the game has been running... I mean, there's an upscaler for four, up to 4K for both of them. I've just been playing on my 1080 because that's my monitor. And it's nice to see the game that, when I last played it, was at like 460 or something. Whatever the... No, the, the HD uh, versions would be... Well, I was going to say, for HD, the HD versions might have been 720. I think maybe 720, 720, yeah. Maybe yeah. 720. Yeah. All I know is I think the, these were sick. These were <laughs> sad of death when they were released. But yeah, the HD editions are, the HD versions are now patchable in, and it looks great. And we can only see in the future hopefully like there's a metal gear randomizer which uh random genius showed off in uh one of our discord channels uh and i can i can only say i can really hope that that kind of stuff comes out as well we it's like we can have a resurgence of old games being brought to life again and that is what i'm here for and which is why i think you should pick up the metal gear solid master collection yeah, this I've is an award been... show, not a, not a sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least well, at least that collection is helping towards um, the alpha, uh, you know, the remake of uh, three uh, Delta. So exactly. hopefully, yes. hopefully One Delta hopes. will you know make good use of the the goodwill that has become of at least the PC collection there. Yeah, like you said there. <laughs> My number four um, is uh, definitely something I was kind of like looking forward to, but also kind of like thinking, oh, okay. Now, this is not, this is a game that would definitely not be getting any nominations whatsoever uh, from any publication, because uh, not only is it like um, from a development team that's, you know, not, not the best, and it's uh, it is very janky at points, but it's hilariously janky, and I love it. And but it's also of a property that I'm actually you know I I, I love the original uh, source material of this property and whatnot. And I I had a blast going through this, just being the character and whatnot. And that is. Robocop Rogue no. City and <laughs> I don't know I just loved playing through this game like I had a blast just like going through it um, like playing as Robocop building up a like you know 
building up a, 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 a skill tree as such to kind of like I say skill tree but like uh, putting up skill you know leveling up skills to kind of like upgrades. unlock more aye, aye, putting in upgrades and whatnot uh, have the auto 9 uh, probably one of the most iconic um, like uh, guns in not only now not just film history now now game history is a factor now because uh, I mean granted Robocops had games in the past obviously you've had like uh, you know the arcade games uh, like arcade games and then the most probably the most no notable one for the Sega era of like Sega Mega Drive and whatnot was Robocop versus Terminator uh, a lot of people love that but this game Rogue City is effectively Robocop 2.5 where it takes place between Robocop the original trilogy's films of between the movie of 2 and 3 uh, now granted obviously in terms of like characterization and stuff like that based after 1 yeah after 1 it, they totally ruined the characterization or like the story arc for uh, Murphy, Robocop, and whatnot. I've got to say that I can remember the first movie fairly well, and the second and third, just there's a blank void in my head. I don't than, think like, I've a ever of seen scenes. the second or third. Alright, uh, I mean, granted, I've seen the second. I, I, I've seen all three. Uh, it's just I haven't seen two and three as often as one. But I know what happens between uh, in both two and three. Uh, and of course... With Rogue City taking place after two, you get an understanding of what ha has happened um, uh, after the events of two. Uh, so it, it's it's fine in that kind of like world building as such, um, and it has a bit of like like you know RPG esque elements to it where you're like. You know your action, your actions with interacting certain with certain characters can actually uh, change the outcome of your ending at the end of the game. Because I've noticed this with some people's playthroughs, it's like depending on their choices and stuff like that, it does actually change uh, aspect, like change the the outcome of like certain characters and stuff like that. And then there was one one character's outcome that actually ties in to the third film. So it's like, oh, okay. So I just did that. <laughs> um, but then for other people's playthrough, it didn't happen for them because they didn't make the they didn't make the right choices. I think. But overall, like, I just had a blast just playing as Robocop, like in this first first person perspective, just going around shooting dudes. Uh, now, I mean, granted, you definitely had fun when I was watching you play it on. on oh stream. yeah, I was having a lot of fun. I mean, granted, I wasn't doing it that often, but you can shoot like it's it's like uh, you know uh, like it's a, obviously it's a physics engine. It's it's like when you shoot at certain areas on on uh, an enemy's body and whatnot, they will react. And of course, one area that is reactable. Is right between the legs. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the family which is, jewels. Which is, which is effectively the first uh, first trophy I actually got in the game. <laughs> oh, cool. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's the whole. I mean, there's that one scene which we know. Yes. <laughs> so exactly. of course it had to be in there. It, 
It had to be reference, and it had to be a mechanic as well. Because you could just go around and just shoot everyone in 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 the crotch, like <laughs> for no, you know, and just keep going for crotch shots. I mean, granted, you say it yourself with uh, yeah, you and Kev uh, Earthheart um, playing through Sniper Elite, where you can go for the crotch shot every time, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's not the easiest place to hit. The yeah, head's but a little still bit doable. Easier. <laughs> but uh, no, oh, I mean, but joking aside, I've had a blast with the game. Um, I was playing it on normal standard difficulty, had a decent time with it. Um, and granted, you can just go through it however you like. You know, there's a, a lot of virtual. There's no new game plus, but really, if you you know wanted to go through it again. Uh, and make different choices, build a different Robocop because you can, like, you don't earn enough um, XP to max out uh, Robocop uh, at all. Now, I don't know if they've updated it recently with a new game plus uh, where you could play as your, uh, as carry over your Robocop to another, uh, like, another playthrough uh, and then, you know, doing it on a harder kind of like uh, uh, difficulty. But, uh, no, I mean you can just go back to start again, do do certain things differently, uh, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I just found it really fun. I would definitely uh, make a recommendation to give it a blast if you like, um, you know, if you like the old Robocop uh, like franchise. So like the you know the original film. And you wanted to play in that kind of like dystopian Detroit kind of like uh, future, even though it's like many people thought it was set in like nineteen <laughs> like nineteen uh, eighties Detroit. In the far it was set yeah, in the it was far, in the far future. future. Back in the old world, I think it's set like the date it is set is now past. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that's that's the thing about all those kind of old like movies back then. It's like in the far off future of two thousand and six, and at this point here, we're sitting here like, where's yeah, my hoverboard? <laughs> yeah, that went, that went, went where's happened. my dystopian future? Damn it! <laughs> I mean, to be fair, all the reviews I've seen of this have basically gone. This is a fun game. Yes, it's janky. Yes, it's not an amazing. It's not going to blow blow your mind, but it's fun. What more do you want than that? And that's why I'm, that's why I like uh, with our game of the years and whatnot. These are mostly gonna be games that we had enjoyment with, and none more so than this game here. I had a blast playing through this game, and the cur currently, as you if you are listening to this, um, my entire playthrough, uh, which was also a platinum pursuit, so I went for the platinum for this game, which is really simple, straightforward, kind of like platinum as well. Um, yeah, you can go watch that on the Last May Continue. Um, YouTube channel. Uh, all of, all of the sessions will be uploaded in, on there. If not all now, but it should be there. You know, as you as you get as you get to listen to this. So after you listen to all this, go watch. Uh, go watch my playthrough and see how much fun I was having. So. Oh yeah, that was my number four. Earth, what's yours? Uh, mine's a tongue twister. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, well, at least for my dialect it is. But it is a, a music game. Oh. 
called Final Fantasy Theatrhythm Final Line Bar. Okay, yeah, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> it's not so, the longest uh, title in the series, so I'll definitely say that. Well, to be fair, it is kind of... I think this is the grand finale of this series. I can't see them doing another major one other than just porting this one on. Um, so it's a new version of the game, of the series, which has traditionally been on the DS. Because um, previously you used the touchscreen. I think you still can on the Switch version of the game. I've got the PlayStation version of the game. And they thankfully changed the controls for the PlayStation version to something that's quite comfortable, to be honest. Um, but yeah, um, why is it the final version? Well, there's 350 tracks in it, in the base game. Uh, over 350, I should say. That doesn't include any of the DLC, although majority of the DLC is for non-Final Fantasy games. So, uh, The World Ends With You, the Saga series, uh, the Nier series, that kind of stuff. But yeah, you've got yo, know, all of these tracks across over 15 games, because it includes Final Fantasy 1 to 15, it includes uh, the various sequels that came out for games, so for the After Years, um, it's got 10-2, uh, uh, the other 13 games, they're bundled together, uh, there's Final Fantasy 7 gets Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and then an extra category with Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus, and Advent Children in it. Um, and it includes some other smaller games, so it includes stuff like uh, Crystal Chronicles, uh, and the biggest one from my perspective is Final Fantasy Record Keeper, which is a game that no longer runs outside of Japan, but was one I played a lot of. Um, and yeah, they've included a load of remixes from that song. Not all of them. I'm kind of sad they missed one of them. Uh, I really like the remixes of Contest of Aeons. And none of them are in this one. Um, but uh, yeah, it, not only do they include tracks from it, they include a character from it. Because while the music game goes on, you actually have a little RPG battles happening below. Which the better you do at the music rhythm stuff, the better they do. And, like, levels will have challenges that can sometimes be based on how well those characters do. There's a lot in the game. And, yeah, it, it's just a nice, relaxing thing. So I've mostly played it through on its lowest difficulty because that's what I'm kind of playing it through for. Relaxing and listening to the music. There are harder difficulties. Um, every, level, every song has three levels of difficulty. Some have a fourth level if you're insane. Um... And yeah, it's just a nice little game. They have a massive selection of characters. Not everyone is there. Um, for instance, Final Fantasy VII only has... I say only. Has two versions of Cloud. Two versions of Tifa. Um, Zack, Red 13, Barrett, Yuffie and Aerith. But I don't think there's any Vincent or Sid, which is a shame. Um, there's also no Kingdom Hearts music. Kingdom Hearts got its own music driven game. Melody of Memories, I think it's called. Yes. Um, so, you know, if you if you want Kingdom Hearts music, go play that one. Although, interestingly, I saw someone who reviewed both, because I've not played Melody of Memories yet. And they loved Melody of Memories, and then they played Fiat Driven, but now they're like, I kind of wish Mel uh, the Kingdom Hearts one was this deep. Um, so, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can just assemble a team with your favourite characters if you want. There's some missions that require you to, you know, have an entire Final Fantasy team based on that game, which is fair enough. Um, and yeah, one of the other really nice features is it has built-in really handy streaming options. So, for instance, it'll reduce the size of the screen slightly to give you extra bars that say, okay, here is the track, here is the difficulty level for people who are watching to see. Here's the inputs that the player is using. It lets you show that on screen. All of their abilities, that kind of stuff. Uh, there's also some fairly rudimentary colorblind options. I think they could have done a bit better than that. But overall, I mean, to be fair, it's a game for Final Fantasy fans. Uh, but if you are a fan of multiple of games, it's a lovely, you know, it's a, it's a nice love letter to the series. There's a couple of things that I think is still missing. Um, I'm surprised they've not added Final Fantasy 16 music since 16's release to tie in with it. Because this game was released quite early in the year. I think this was like February or March. Maybe a bit later. It was but, definitely um, before 16, I believe. Oh yeah, it was It was before 16. So yeah, I understand it not being there in release, but you know, tie in. <laughs> um, I said there's no Kingdom Hearts. There's no Brave Xvius, which I'm interested by. Brave Xvius is another mobile game. Um, but that one's still going and is quite popular. And does have its own soundtrack, so I'm kind of intrigued that they put the dead mobile series on here, but not the one that's still going. Again, cross-promotion seems like an obvious thing. But, the, I mean, the other big thing is this game wasn't... The digital version was quite expensive, but you could get this game for like 30 quid on release. Um, so, yeah. I can't see them doing any massive updates, and I will say the multiplayer is dead as a doornail. I've tried playing it a couple of times. It's gone. So you're probably only going to be able to play with friends. And to be honest, the multiplayer isn't really the reason I want to play the game. But, um, yeah. It's just enjoyable. It's, it's one of those kind of game genres as well. You don't get too much of it. So just to have this kind of nice, relaxing game. And to be fair, you could also just use it as a music player if you really want to unlock the songs. They just appear that you can just play them, blast them throughout on your PlayStation, and enjoy them. And there is, a, as I said, over 350 songs. They will be missing some. I, I will say one of the biggest worlds is 14. Understandably, it's a massive JR. It's a massive MMO, but it doesn't have everything in there. Though again, that's not surprising. They've got some of the big hits, but not all of them. I will also say the graphics get a bit samey, but you're not playing the game for the graphics, really. But I do kind of wish they'd have more variations of the summons. Because um, they reuse the summon image for every time it appears in the series, in each series, even though all of them have kind of their own individual ones. Like, I still love Final Fantasy X's Shiva with the dreadlocks. I wish they'd use that design more often. But anyway, yeah. Final Fantasy Theatrhythm Final Line Bar. Actually, hey. it might be Final Bar Line. I might be saying that wrong. I probably should have checked that. I'm sure if you Google those words together, nothing else will turn up because I can't think of any other combination where those words <laughs> would be used. True. Uh, I will say if you buy the digital deluxe edition, it appears on the title screen as that as well. So you've then got to add that name onto it because I might have upgraded to the deluxe version when it went on sale for some extra songs because um, 
a few of those songs are the songs from the Primals, and the Primals are some really good remixes. 